Hey, everybody. But seriously, hey, everybody. How you doing? I know we've had a couple rough days here. We just want to, you know, give you a little bit of reassurance that it's going to be okay. We've been through this before. I know you're feeling angry. You're feeling frustrated. You're like, why did I get into this crypto thing? You know, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. We did make a lot of money last year and now we're losing some of that. So it's frustrating because you think you're entitled to it maybe. But in the long run, this thing, this thing we call crypto, this world of investing in new technology has its risks. We knew that going in. That's why we always say don't risk more than you're willing to lose. But you haven't lost. You haven't lost because you didn't sell because you're investing because it's a long, it's a long play. So just relax. <sighs> Take a deep breath. We've been through this before and we'll do it again at some point, but to take your emotions out of it is the number one most important thing you can do for your own sanity, but also so you don't make the mistake of throwing in the towel and then in a couple years, you're going to wish you didn't. I promise. So we're here to help. We're just as frustrated as you are, of course, right? I mean, that's just how this works. And you take the good with the bad, the bad with the good. It's, it's epic. These, these moves are epic, right? The euphoria is epic, but then also the despair is epic. So take a deep breath. We'll get through this. We'll get through this together and we're going to help you make money. I promise. But this is a long process. So you need to know that. And you can live in that, that, that fear and despair for a minute, but then take a breath, take a breath, turn it off and come back with a fresh perspective. And I promise you won't regret it. So with that being said, it's everybody's favorite time of the week, the weekly roundup. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, so continuing with that that theme of 50% crash, people call it, right? I call it a correction. This is standard. This has happened before it happened again, just like Gabe said. So for me, what I do is I ask why. Why is this happening? Aside from the fact that it it's just, you know. A natural part. A natural part of, of a healthy cycle. Correct. Of a healthy market cycle. But why now and what are some of the particular reasons so i want to talk about that a little bit um one thing in the news that just came out was that russia is considering banning mining and crypto transactions just like china did yeah okay so that could have some sort of impact it didn't initially when that news came out so i don't know how strong of an impact that actually had um but that's something to consider Another thing to consider is the fact that the equities markets are also in the red. Correct. And it seems as though crypto tends to mirror the ebbs and flows of the equities market. So originally we thought because the crypto market is kind of counterintuitive to the equities, securities, the, the stock market, right? Is that because it's deflationary 
is that if the stock market goes down, the crypto market goes up, at some point that may be the case, but currently it's wherever the money is, it either goes in or goes out. So with the US stock market has been experiencing a correction, which it's been due for too. So it's, I mean, the thing about it is the beginning of the fiscal year, always bad for stocks. Not always, but most cases, January, February, March, not first quarter, not the best. So you, you know, thinking about that and thinking about the fact that last year was really good for the stock market, this makes sense that we're going to have a correction. Naturally, it coincided with, you know, some downturn earlier last year, excuse me, earlier later last year, we hit the peak in the crypto market in November and then started taking a turn down. The stock market was similar, but anything that happens in the stock market is translating to the crypto market. So that's why we've seen this, this pressure, this downwards pressure. And also remember the crypto market is 24 seven. So if you if there's panic, the panic selling happens 24 seven, there's no time to breathe. So that's another reason why we've seen these sharp decreases, but you know, it's, it's par for the course. This is how the crypto market works. This is, we're used to this. We're used to this. And speaking of panic selling, we have to talk about the fear and greed index again. Last week, we I believe we talked about it last week. It was at, in the 20s. Now it's at 13 as of today. So out of a scale of zero to 100, yep. zero being very fearful, 100 being greedy, um, people are scared right now in right. terms of, of how the market's going, which makes sense. Um, but it's also another reason why we might want to buy more. Well, and that's that that's right. The Warren Buffett, the famous Warren Buffett, you know, when everybody gets greedy, get fearful, which none of us did. Right. I mean, we all, we all sat through, uh, you know, this, it's insane when you're, when you're sitting there and it's just let the candle goes through the floor, you know, it's, yeah. it's just, it's catching that knife, you know, it's just off free fall off a cliff. So yeah, of course. We all feel the same way. So don't worry about it because we're all in the same boat and that boat is going to the moon, but <laughs> moon not boat. at the moment. So yes, it's when other people get greedy, get fearful. When other people get fearful, get greedy. Lots of money is made when people are, you know, when there's blood in the water, Right, that's a good time to get in. But I say that with a caveat, wait a little bit before you, you know, spend a bunch of money because we don't know where the bottom is yet. We'll find it. But the recommendation is you don't want to have to catch that knife because you could get cut even worse. Right. Um, and so another thing to note too is we lost about 350 billion off the market cap in a day. Yeah. And that sounds really bad. However, when you look back at trends, this is what we call a liquidation event. And that tends to be a catalyst. We don't know how long it's going to take to recover, but it tends to be a catalyst in the other direction. So when all this money gets pulled out, now there's more money to be put back in. Well, think of it right? this way too, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. So because we're talking about the beginning of the fiscal year, right? You have all the whales, which I found out is a thousand Bitcoin. So if you have a thousand Bitcoin, good for you, you're a whale. Um, but the whales, and even on the stock market too, the whales, they wait 
till the beginning of the fiscal year to sell their positions so that because of the tax burden, right? They don't want to pay last year's taxes. They want to pay this year's taxes. And coincidentally, when they sell, now the market goes down. So now they can buy back cheaper, right? It's kind of a gamed system in that way, right? Right. Another reason why the beginning of the year is, is usually in the red. So they're compensating for the tax liability, the 20% tax capital gains tax, and they're making that back up because they sell and then they buy back lower. And so now they've made up that 20% or whatever. I mean, that's the principle. And so, yes, we, there's more money from the people who sold, obviously, but then they're the first ones who are going to want to get back into the market. Absolutely, because they want to just keep increasing their stockpile. But I think it's also important to note, too, that this huge drop of $350 billion, I mean, psychologically, you think, oh, people are getting nervous. People are are selling everything. They don't want it. In, they don't believe in it anymore. Right. Um, and I think one thing that's really important to note is why does it drop that drastically in a liquidation event, right? Um, and so it starts with the whales. The whales sell, and it starts to trigger this this sort of cascade. threshold. Yeah, a cascade threshold um, where let's say you borrow some money and you put your Bitcoin up as collateral on Nexo or Celsius. Nexo and Celsius have to ensure that they're going to make money. If you pay them back, great. They get some interest. But if you don't pay them back or if your the value of your assets goes below what you're borrowing, you have to put more in to cover that or so do they the, just sell do the numbers on that like just give an example do the example of, okay. yeah because this cfi and DeFi thing which is great it's hard to understand sometimes so yeah. understanding what if you are taking out a loan from one of these banks what does that kind of look like with the collateral piece yeah so on a small scale let's say you take out a a thousand dollar loan okay take out a thousand dollar loan you you put up $2,000 for the Bitcoin as collateral. Because Bitcoin on most of these these sites, these online banks, has a 50% loan to value. So that means if you have two Bitcoin, you can get one Bitcoin's worth of loan. Of loan, right. of the 50%. Yep. And so you have to maintain a certain collateral threshold in order to say to the, the loan provider, you know what, I'm, I'm good for this money. Uh, regardless of where the market goes, I'm good for this money. So let's say you you have a thousand, you take out a thousand, and you put up two thousand worth of Bitcoin. So now they have in their possession two thousand worth of your Bitcoin to make sure that they get their money back, either in terms of interest paid on your loan, or if the market drops, let's say Bitcoin drops like it did fifty percent. Right. Now your collateral is worth a thousand dollars. And so their risk is 50% more. So they want you to put up more Bitcoin to cover that. Or if you can't do that, then they're just going to sell your Bitcoin and take the money that you owe them. Right. And so that is what's happening on a large scale. It's not just about people selling out of fear. There is this automatic system that gets triggered by the whales and it causes this cascading effect. So you have you take that small example and you multiply it by billions of dollars. Now you have um, people that are borrowing too much money. They don't have enough collateral. And so these, these banks, these institutions are saying, okay, well, we need our money now. So they are just selling it at market value and market value keeps going down over time um, very quickly, actually, right. um, because they're just selling it to the highest bidder, the next highest bidder. And that that height, that bid height keeps going down. Correct. And so now we've lost $350 billion because they have to get their money back. Right. And so really, it's just it's automatic systems. It's bots 
that are are facilitating these cells and then it is you know people who have set up stop losses so if if you know bitcoin goes below this point sell my position so i i can cut my losses so on a grand scale that's 350 billion now you got to add the the last most important thing which is leverage right and leverage is basically betting money that you don't have you'll see it on on these platforms they'll say 5x right 10x 100x leverage 100x leverage so you're buying one bitcoin for the right to have a hundred Bitcoin. It's kind of like options on the stock market. It's, you know, it's derivatives. It's, it's, it, it's money that doesn't exist, but you're accountable for it. So it's very dangerous if you're like, oh, Ethereum's gonna go up and I'm gonna 5X my, my investment, right? Is that you, you bet five times the value. So if you have a thousand, you're basically betting 5,000. And so when you're ready to sell, you got to pay back those five ether to get your one, but you get the profit off of the five ether. So it's, it's a way of gambling with less in your original pot, but it's five times the risk because like you said, the bank has to get their money. So if it ends up liquidating your position, now you're on the hook for the difference of the loss of those extra four Ethereum, which could be huge. Yeah, absolutely. So don't recommend using Never leverage use leverage. Unless you're some crazy expert. No, don't use it. It's bad. <laughs> it's a dumb idea. Yeah, it's a bad idea. It is. It shouldn't be available, but. So the point of the matter is, you know, you got these whales, thousand Bitcoin plus selling to try to, you know, take some of their profits, but also push the market down past a threshold to trigger all these other sales. Now we're down 50%. Now they can buy in at a 50% sale, right? And and double their portfolio right. potentially. Yep. Right. So there's a there's now a pool of money that over the next whatever months is going to be reinvested. Um the only issue we're seeing right now from from our research is that there aren't as many new investors coming in. There isn't a lot of new money coming in. Right. So that's going to happen over time. And that's why we're, you know, still bullish, still excited that, you know, this is going to be 100K plus Bitcoin. Well, and there's also there's also a decrease in the amount of Bitcoin that's on exchanges now, which what that means is that people are taking their Bitcoin and they're putting it into their wallets, their offline wallets and holding, 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 <laughs> they hold in, they hold it. <laughs> They're holding them for the long term. They're not available to trade. So yeah. the the less on the exchanges, the the better the future looks because now there isn't as much of that supply. So the demand goes up. Yep. And all these top, you know, crypto fiends, I guess you call them Michael Vanderpope. Um, who else? Yeah, we'll just go with him. He's oh oh and and El Salvador. They just bought four hundred. Michael Saylor. Michael Saylor. Yep. They're um, all they're all still super super bullish about it. And El Salvador just bought another four hundred Bitcoin. Yeah, I really I'm so excited about El Salvador. <laughs> I really you know they're they're doing it. They're making it work, and they're just doubling down. I love it. Yeah. So what I'm doing is, and hopefully we can show over the next you know weeks here and months is I'm putting dollar cost averaging into Bitcoin, into Ethereum weekly, and we'll, we'll see where it goes. So yeah. we can actually show you my example of how powerful do dollar cost averaging is. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. And it's the, the, just, just stick with it. You know, like don't, don't fall into that trap of the panic because the panic selling is the third part of this. You have the whales, the bots and the panic sellers, you know, the retail investors who are like, I'm losing all my money and I have to pay rent with it, you know, versus just putting in the money that you can afford to invest, Absolutely. you know, and, and letting it ride for a bit mm-hmm. because your best asset is time. So utilize that. And a bear market because you're getting things right. at a discount. So you're the same $25 you're investing a week is getting 50% more Ethereum, 50% more Bitcoin. Correct. And you can get that down to the denomination of 0. 0.0000 whatever, right. right? So just if it's really bothering you emotionally, don't look. Just turn it off. You know, it's it doesn't help. It's not helping to pay attention constantly because it's going to do what it's going to do. But over time, it's going to be a good investment. Yeah. And if you don't have a thousand Bitcoin, you don't have any control over the market. And that's unfortunate, but true. You just have control over what you're contributing and how you're responding to it. Yep. So continuing with that uh, theme of caution, cautionary tales, uh, we need to talk about Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. That's right. She uh, had a class action lawsuit filed against her and Floyd Mayweather for um, promoting a cryptocurrency called Ethereum Max. That sounds too good to be true. Right. Max. (laughs) (laughs) And it it got, the rug got pulled. So it it dropped 97%. And so um, they're claiming that the lawsuit's claiming that they are responsible for people losing money because they were promoting this shit coin. Yeah. So we looked into it. She tweeted, um, not financial advice. Wait, it wasn't Instagram. She's, I seem, she seems like an Instagram kind of person. I mean, she's on Instagram too, but I think this was a tweet. Okay. Um, either way, she posted that, uh, not financial advice asking people, are they in crypto question mark and heard from a friend. This could be a cool opportunity. Ethereum max, check it out. And then at the bottom, can't lose. I mean, if Kardashian is talking about, right. And she's got over 200 million followers. Jesus. Yeah. So usually, why? I don't know. Sorry. I'm sorry. It's fine. Anyways, at the end, she had to put hashtag ad because legally you have to do that if you're paid to promote something. So she was paid. Usually she gets paid between half a million and a million dollars per promotion to promote this cryptocurrency. So she was paid by somebody in the Ethereum Max, right? The Crystal Pepsi world. Yes. And she's paid upwards of a million dollars to just make a post about this and uh, that it's a great new currency or whatever. Yeah. And I think the only thing that she could claim is that she said it wasn't financial advice. Jeez. But Mayweather promoted it too with, and I think you were able to use it to buy tickets to his fight with Logan Paul. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this this is just another cautionary tale of there are a lot of scams out there. You need to do your own research and you need to look into why people, not not just um, what the currency is, but why people are promoting it. Yeah. And the fact that these influencers, sure, they have hundreds of millions of followers, that doesn't make them credible. And even if they are credible on certain things, that doesn't make them credible on everything. Right. Yeah. No, stay in your lane, but also 
I mean, that's really up to you to pay attention to the fact that if it says hashtag ad, you know, like, why would you jump on board just because she said it was the next best thing? But I mean, in, in, in the investor's defense, it's kind of like those medication commercials where, you know, they're like Zeljans, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. then they have to say all the bad things that happen. Oh, yeah. People don't pay attention to that. Oh, but that's a little different. I mean, that's if it was hashtag, you know, burning when you urinate, then I would probably be like, oh, okay, maybe I'll stay away maybe from, I'll stay away from, from Ethereum Max. <laughs> but I mean, they even used a adjusted version of the Ethereum logo. Sure. So they were trying to springboard off of Ethereum's success to be like, well, because that great. has, yeah, that has that name brand recognition, and yeah. and because it's what open source. Sure. You can do whatever you, you want. You can do whatever you right? want. But I, I think we say do your own research a lot, but what does that mean? I think that's a good question. One thing I would say is when you see a project like that, look up its webpage. Yeah. First and foremost, look up its webpage, maybe a YouTube video on good or scam because someone's writing it. Yeah. The, the, what they used to do when it was like companies and stuff is they say, you know, if it's like a shady company or something, you just Google company A sucks. And then yeah. that way, you know, you'll get the first articles will be, this is why it's bad. And then you can vet it out that way, as opposed to starting with the 100x coin, yeah. Ethereum max, it'll change your life, you know, because chances are that's probably more of an ad or a scam than the person going, this sucks, you know. Yeah. And I mean, even just looking at their website, to give you an example, if you go on Ethereum Max's website, it looks professional, but I mean, you can use all these different apps to make any website look good um, on the surface. But when you look at what they offer, um, they say you get 3% back um, from all sales of Ether. They have the, all these burn rates and blah, 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 blah percentages. That's fine. But then when you go down to the details, there's misinformation. So it says 3% here and 2% there. It's not, it's not completely accurate. Mm. And they don't have a roadmap. They, they claim that they're going to have an NFT marketplace, but they don't have any sort of details on it. So it's just a lot of like fluff. Well, and like the um, Amazon coin, I don't know if you heard about that, but it like affiliated with Amazon token or whatever, you know, like the actual, like that we all use Amazon Bezos, you know, and the website had a typo in it. You know, yeah. and so you're like, uh, okay. I mean, I see how this works, but is it real? So, I mean, those are, those are the just basic things basics. that you can do. Yeah, start with the basics. Another basic thing I do is how many people like it or follow it or subscribe to it? If it's a few, it's probably not a big project. You know, if, yeah. if their Discord server has 200,000 people on it. Right. That's not necessarily a, 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 a an indicator that it's a a viable project, but it it's definitely more of an indicator than if it has like five people are paying attention to it. Yeah, because right. you're not going to be the first one to to notice it. No. So once you see it, it's probably too late. It's probably no, it's not necessarily too <laughs> late. But if if you're like the sixth subscriber, right? There's probably something weird going on. Or there. or the coin, you know, check coin market cap, right? Yeah. And that's just a website that just collects all the information. And make sure it didn't come out yesterday. You know, like that's important. It takes time to kind of vet out some of these coins. And if not, then yeah, there's a higher chance that it's going to be a rug pull. It's going to be a scam. 
and look at their development team. Does their development team have any any clout? Do they have people from JP Morgan right. or from, you know, Ethereum? Yeah. Or have they come from other yes. successful blockchains? You know, are they, you know, uh, Carnegie Mellon doctors right. or whatever? Yeah. Savant coders from, you know, sure. Whatever. So all these little details add up to help you decide, is this a viable project? And yeah. then, of course, is this something I want to invest in? Do I see this going somewhere in the future? Yeah. And I mean, you can you can rely on some of the more trusted, you know, pundits on YouTube, you know, like the bit bros, <laughs> like and subscribe. You know, we're not but financial advisors. We're not financial advisors. But you, you do have to be careful because there's a lot of people out there who are, it's clickbait for lack of a better term. It's not, I mean, the bit bros will try to educate you as opposed to just telling you what coin's going to 100x. Like Radio Shack coin. Radio Shack coin. Oh, by the way, oh, have you heard of Radio Shack coin? Okay. This thing is going to 100x. <laughs> Kid you not. It does have 14,000, last time I checked, Discord subscribers. So. Anyway, I digress. But legit. Yeah, it's, it, it's tough sometimes to figure out, is this legit or not? And, and ultimately it's up to you, but the more platforms that it's available on too is helpful. You know, once something, once something gets listed on a Coinbase or a Kraken or, you know, one of these platforms that's well-known, been around for a long time, that means they've done the research, especially Coinbase. And Coinbase has a whole like series of, of steps that they take that it has to pass these tests in order to be listed. I don't know how Shiba got on there, but. (laughs) <laughs> by shiba it's gonna 100x guaranteed <laughs> um finally we got to talk about the metaverse again uh two big companies are getting into the the metaverse in their own way um so we want to talk about that buried the lead a little bit there that's okay anyways um <laughs> disney starting with Disney. Disney is planning to get into the metaverse specifically with augmented reality to start. Um, they want to make it so that when you come to the park, it's more immersive. Yeah. You have your phone out and you can, you can in, engage and interact with different things in this sort of augmented kind of Pokemon go reality where you hold up your phone and different things are, are posted on the walls virtually or in front of you yeah. and interactions. Yeah. And I'm sure they'll have like the goggles or glasses or some sort of, you know, theme park you get with your ticket, you know, where yeah. you can put them on and now you're on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride and Jack Sparrow's on your, you know, left shoulder and you, you know, you can smell the Sauvage. You yeah. Know, it's and like, you don't, you don't even need to get out of your hotel room. Right. So yeah. you can eat your, your, uh, your pancakes, your, whatever your they're virtual called. Pancakes. Your virtual pancakes. That's funny. Order virtual room service and just... They're know. shaped like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, your Mickey Mouse pancakes. Man, that's what I was trying so to say. so cool. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. It's like you could... Like, I mean, COVID, right? Like, it's keeping a lot of people away from these places and these places have to shut down. And I mean, amusement park rides, like roller coaster on, on VR is cool. That's a lot it of fun. pretty cool. Right? So, I mean, I think Disney's... This is a great idea for them. I mean, they got gobs of money to make this look good too. Well, think of the Avengers. Avengers. Yeah, I was just thinking Marvel, like, holy. Right on the back of Iron Man. Thor. Come on, Thor. Iron Man's like clunky. Thor's like, you know, soft. And well, I guess he's got lots of sinewy muscles. So maybe, but I'd much rather ride Thor. Well, you'll get to make that decision. Thor token, 100x. (laughs) 
Um, and then the big thing this week was the acquisition of Activision, Activision Blizzard, actually, by Microsoft. Microsoft. Huge. That's so huge. It's ins- I've never heard of a company spending that much money on an acquisition. I think it was $70 plus billion. Wow. Yeah. So video games are here to stay is what you're saying? Oh, they're here to stay for sure. They they grossed over $100 billion pre-COVID. Wow. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so they are buying. They're in the process. I think they have to get approved because this could be a huge antitrust problem. I mean, these companies are huge. Activision everything. is one of the biggest gaming companies. Blizzard owns Warcraft. Yeah. Activision is the Call of Duty. Um, they also own Candy Crush. Well, which and Microsoft is, owns Xbox. And Microsoft owns Xbox and Minecraft and everything. Yeah. So they are positioning themselves, in my opinion, and I think a lot of other people would agree, to have sort of a monopoly on gaming and potentially the metaverse. A monopoly on monopoly even, potentially. Potentially. Disney monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, um, so yeah, they, they, acquired, they acquired Activision Blizzard, $70 billion, and they even talked about in one of their conference calls uh, the metaverse 10 different times. So it's definitely on their radar. And I mean, I'm just waiting for, you know, Call of Duty to have some sort of metaverse where you can, you know, pay for skins or... I mean, that's what it's going to be, right? You're yeah. going to pay for skins. Or design your own maps and then peep, anytime someone plays it, you get a percentage. Or of an profits. NFT gun or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All yeah. that. So, and then with VR, I mean, they have like the heptic suits now where, you know, you get hit. Right. You can feel it. Yeah. So, I mean, the only the thing they're going to have to work on is locomotion. Like that's really the last piece of the puzzle that's missing. Cause obviously the technology and the quality is going to get better. That's a no brainer. But the, the idea, I don't like, you know, using the joysticks to move forward. Like that's just, then you just get a have computer. to figure that out. Just get a computer. Get a computer? You just use a mouse. Oh, well, I'm talking about VR. Oh, VR. I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 So yeah, stay tuned. I'm sure Microsoft will be talking more about this acquisition and what it means um, and hold, hold your money. Yeah. Dollar cost average. We're just going to keep saying dollar cost average. That's so much easier because then you don't have to think it, set it and forget it. That's right. Well, that's the roundup. All right. Let's take a look at those charts. Okay. Let's take a look at Bitcoin. So that was fun. As you can see that 40,000 that was support is now turned into resistance. We got some nasty, nasty move to the downside. I am expecting we will find a bottom soon, but the bottom is not in yet. So once it is, then we can anticipate a dead cat bounce, which is just basically a quick little relief rally, probably in the 36, 37 range, but don't hold me to that. Uh, And then chances are we do continue down because we are in no man's land right now. The next gap goes down to 30K. Now, this does look bad, obviously, but it's not too dissimilar from back in April of last year. You can see we did the same thing. We went from 67 to 30, and that is a roughly 55% drop. So currently, if we draw from the top to try to match that 55%, well, what do you know? We're right around that 30 range. So It's happened before. It'll happen again. We're correcting. 30 looks pretty likely. Um, Next stop after 30, 
you can see here we have the previous bull pennant now it's a bull flag we have this head and shoulders pattern that did confirm you can see here it broke down through the neckline came back and touched the neckline as resistance and then decided to crash so the 30 is the bottom of the bullish flag if we do get the full continuation of this head and shoulders pattern you can see that worst case scenario looks like about 16k uh, 20k i think is my worst case scenario and what i think is a good buying option is right around this 25 to 30k so it looks like there's going to be more blood in the water there should be a small relief rally like i said um, if you are in profit if you have made profit on some of these coins, once that relief rally shows up, it might be a good opportunity to scrape a little bit of profit before the next leg down so you can buy back in. If you don't feel comfortable with that, continue to dollar cost average. Don't make it more complicated than it needs to be. Let's take a look at total market cap. And you can see there were no man's land there too. So this seems like it's gonna get bloody again. Just ride it out, you know, wash your hands. It's hard to look at yes agreed but it's part of this you know if you scale back look at this you know back in 2019 you know our market cap was 221 billion we lost 350 billion yesterday so think about that we've gone up exponentially so a little bit of a correction is required for a healthy market get used to it all right, let's take a look at our dollar cost averaging. So we've got VeChain. VeChain has been beat up like everything. It is close to this previous bottom. So if we do have a double bottom formation, this is a good spot to start adding to your position. VeChain's got a lot of room to grow. Next, we have Synthetics Token. This one's been beat up even more. It's very close to the bottom. Basically retraced 100% almost now. It's at 382. The bottom's are around 350. So Synthetics Token would be something that I'm looking to add to my portfolio. And finally, Compound. Compound is at 120 bucks right now, which is a deal. Once again, close to the bottom. So a little less risk of a big move to the downside. And Compound's going to be around for a while. That's it for the charts, gang. We are the Bit Bros. Remember, we are not licensed financial advisors. All content is intended for educational purposes only. Please do your own research and only risk what you're willing to lose. Oh, and one more thing. Check out Ethereum No Sugar. It's gonna 100x guaranteed. That's right, 100x, maybe even 1,000. Anyways, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. 